Maniel Suri's recent piece in Granta magazine is called How to Be Gay in Indian. Suri teaches mathematics at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Maniel, first off, what's it like for you to see this decision come down today? It's amazing. I was sitting by the computer and sort of hitting the return button over and over again, waiting for you know the, the news to come. And uh, there it came. And it just really made me choke up a little. Why is it so moving for you to, to hear this decision today? Well, I've been here for many years, and uh, I was here when the Supreme Court actually upheld anti-sodomy laws way back in the 80s. And then I was here when they struck them down. And now, you know, being in a relationship with my partner for about 23 years, it's great to actually see that recognized and uh, the fact that we are given the same rights or close to them as anyone else, as any other couple. Does today's decision change the plans of anyone you know, perhaps an international gay couple who will be encouraged by the decision? Well, I think that's part of it, definitely. But I think what's going to happen is that this decision will carry a lot of moral weight with other countries. So, for example, I'm hoping that uh, maybe the Supreme Court of India will think about this uh, before they hand down their decision. More homophobic countries will uh, kind of pause, perhaps, uh, because the U.S. still carries a lot of uh, moral clout in the world. Is India considering same-sex marriage legislation or gay rights legislation? What's happening in India is that anti-sodomy laws that were instituted by the British are being challenged. Although they have been struck down in some sense, that decision by the high court has been appealed to the Supreme Court, and they will hand down their decision by the end of the year. That's what's expected. I know you grew up during the 1960s and 70s in what was Bombay, now Mumbai, and you've written that it was quite incontestably unenlightened. Homosexuality was not mentioned. It didn't exist. Those are your words. What are your most powerful memories of being gay during that time in India? Being so alone, not knowing anyone else who was gay, uh, not having anything in the newspapers, in the media, actually talk about it. You mentioned that you came to the U.S. uh, around the age of 20. That was in 1979. But you've returned to India quite often, and eventually you did come out to your parents. Bring us back to that moment. What was that like? So actually, I came out to my mother way back in about 1981, two years after I came here to the U.S. Uh, That was my first vacation back in India. I think she had already kind of uh, suspected something just from my letters, and she might have gone through some of my diaries, uh, which might have been a plant from my side, you know, just to make her know. I don't know. But it was a very interesting conversation because we started talking about it, and then my father walked in, and she just immediately climbed up and didn't want him to know. And so uh, it was only like a day or two later that we resumed that discussion, And initially, she was absolutely fine with it. She was very supportive and everything. And it was only when I went back to the U.S. that she started, you know, having all these recriminations, uh, blaming people, blaming my father, blaming herself. What was it like to tell your dad? My dad was much later. He had already met my partner of many years. You know, I'd been writing letters that were more and more revealing, I thought, about our relationship. And in 2002, he asked me a question which just left me dumbfounded. He asked me if I wanted to marry this 20-year-old daughter of his friend. 
And I said, my God, uh, how can you ask me that? First of all, she's, you know, so young. I'm about twice her age. And secondly, don't you know that I've been in a gay relationship for all these years? And he said, no, I don't. I mean, he said no. Then he kept looking at me, and the look on his face suggested that he was still waiting to hear about the marriage proposition. Was I interested or not? Which I hadn't you know, technically answered. I mean, he was just as loving and uh, as before. He asked about my partner each time I called him. And I was always looking forward to talking to him at length about it on my next visit to India. But unfortunately, he passed away maybe three months after that. Oh, it's too bad. You mentioned those laws that were passed down by British rule, the anti-sodomy laws. And in 2009, the Delhi High Court struck down that law. What are things like for gays in India today? On the one hand, for people, especially who are in the middle class, who might speak English, who are in the bigger cities, there are ways of meeting people through the Internet. And uh, there are parties, for example, in Bombay that are organized. There's a gay Bombay group that I know of. So in that sense, there's a community that one can join into. But, you know, the problem is that there's still so much ignorance about it, so much sort of hidden discrimination, hidden prejudice, that people are just scared. And so many people would not be able to take part in those things. And then the other layer in all of this is that India is so divided by social class that gays in different social classes move around in different planes. Generally, the, the sort of usual way that people deal with it is to be more or less closeted, certainly at work and often with family as well, and have a sort of circle of friends that they would interact with more freely. Manil Suri's new novel is The City of Devi. He teaches mathematics at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Thanks so much, Manil. Thank you.